in the middle of a sentence, you just saw him pull a lever and go, see you later. And, and then on cue, two seconds later, you could hear in the forest floor, Sam going, woohoo. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's bonus edition of the DCL Duo podcast. And this evening, it's just going to be Sam and I, and we decided we would talk about some of our favorite shore excursions from the Disney Cruise Line cruises that we have been on. Should preface that we have not been on cruises to Alaska or Europe. So our shore excursion experience is primarily in the Caribbean and the Baja sailings for Disney Cruise Line. So we'll have to do an updated version of this once we've had some opportunity to go to Alaska or to Europe. But for this evening's purposes, we thought we'd try to do top three from each of us in terms of shore excursions aboard Disney Cruise Line. And so... Sam, why don't we start with which one of your top three shore excursions on Disney Cruise Line, perhaps in no particular order? Okay, I'm going to start with my least adventurous to most adventurous. So my number one is going to be Megan's Bay Beach on St. Thomas. You stole my favorite beach, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. It's my favorite beach in the Caribbean, but go ahead. So uh, St. Thomas is one of the U.S. Virgin Islands, and it's just a really beautiful beach with a, a large bar set up. It's not private. It's a. It's actually a public beach, but there's an area that if you book the shore excursion through Disney Cruise Line, you get a beach chair included and there's a roped off area of the beach that is for the people who've paid for that excursion and you get transportation to and from the beach. You also get a we stop. Should, we should... We should say that this is all pre-COVID. So we don't know what the yes, shore yes. excursions look like post-COVID so or yes. during kind of any interim period. But this is all pre-COVID. Keep yes. going, Sam. And so the ride to the beach, there are these like sort of open air buses and they take you to a, I'll call it a lookout point, but they take you sort of up a, a large hill and then you can take a picture really for, of the ocean, but also you get a really nice picture of whatever ship you're sailing on. For us, it was the Disney fantasy. So I think Megan's Bay Beach, again, I, for me, I'm going from least adventurous to most adventurous, but I would pick that as one of my top three shore excursions. What about you, Brian? Yeah, just to piggyback for one second on Megan's Bay, I will say I, I love Megan's Bay Beach. It's one of my favorite beaches in the Caribbean. But I think the Disney Shore Excursion is not the greatest version of going to that beach. I think the next time that we go to, it's St. Thomas that Megan's Bay is on. Is that right, yes. Sam? I remember that. Yes, St. Thomas. I might get off the ship and hop a cab over to Megan's Bay beach. There's a bar over there where you can clearly call a cab to get you back. And there's usually some cabs waiting around in the parking lot anyway to take people back. I think the Disney shore excursion is that stop on top of the mountain, do it once and then you can skip it. And I think they kind of take you back to the boat fairly early in the day. And it's nice to hang out at the beach for a little bit longer. So I might try out a private version of that excursion. It's nice to have the special roped off area for Disney Cruise Line, but I don't think it's 100% necessary. So True. that's just my one. That's my one thing with Megan's Bay. True. And it doesn't include a lunch or anything like that, but it does include your your beach chairs. I think my f one of my favorite shore excursions that we've ever done was the zip lining. And was that on 
St. Martin's. Which Sam, one? The steep, the yeah, steep the really zip steep lining one. that we did. Yep, that was on St. Martin. St. Martin's. I thought that was so fun. So this is the self-proclaimed world's steepest zip line. I don't know how they're measuring that, but you basically take a ski lift, actually multiple ski lifts up to the top of this peak that's on St. Martin's. And when you're up at the top of the peak, you can see pretty much across the whole island, including Princess Juliana Airport that has the beach that's so famous. You can go on YouTube and see folks who are standing up close to the runway on the beach and getting blown around by the planes as they land or, or take off, I think. Mm-hmm. so. And that's on the Dutch side of the island. Right. And so you go up to the top of this mountain and then you zip line all the way to the bottom of it. And it is a short but thrilling experience and just a lot of fun. If you're into adventurous shore excursions, I thought that was a lot of fun. And you can pay to go back up to the top and go again if you want. So first trip's included in the shore excursion, but second trip is optional. Sam was deathly afraid of doing this short <laughs> excursion, I would say. And when we got to the bottom at the end, the first words out of her mouth were, want to go again? <laughs> and so we hopped the ski lift to go back up. So I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought that was a great short excursion. So that's that's my number one out of my three picks. What's your number two, Sam? Okay, this one is in Mexico. And this one was the dolphin encounter that we did in Cabo on our Baja cruise. Just to clarify, it is we did not do the swimming with the dolphins. There were two different excursions offered. One was called a dolphin encounter, and the other one was called like swimming with the dolphins. Both of them involve swimming with the dolphins, but the one that we did, the encounter, you don't get pulled, you know, and ride the dolphin through the water. It's more of you go into a shallow area of the water. You get to dance with the dolphin and play with the dolphin, get your picture, get a little kiss from the dolphin. It was really fun. It was also our our son is not a full swimmer yet as a young kid. And so it was a good one to do with him because he would not have been able to do the full swimming experience because he just really can't swim yet. Um, I really enjoyed that one. It was the first time I had ever done any kind of dolphin encounter. It's one I would definitely recommend. I know they have one in Nassau at Atlantis. We haven't done that one, but the Cabo one was really good. So that would be my number two. So my number two would be ziplining again. Darn it. You just stole my last one. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're definitely afraid of ziplining, but (laughs) my number two would be ziplining again. It would be on... St. Kitts, we did a canopy ziplining tour. So unlike the ziplining tour on St. Martin, the one on St. Kitts was multiple zip lines and they weren't very steep, but they were a lot of fun to go across forest canopy. So you got trucked up to the top of this mountain and you started ziplining crisscross down the valley over the treetops and you would- Through the rainforest. Yeah, you'd you'd zip line down, unhook, go to a new platform and keep going. So I thought that was a lot of fun. Sam, again, very afraid of the zip lining. And what I really appreciated was the staff that was staffing the zip lining company. One, they had you go through a bit of a training exercise on the front end of it, which on the other zip lining tour we did, they they didn't do that. You just went up, got hooked in and they set you down. This one, they did a little bit of training with you to show you how to work the zip lines a little bit. And then when we got up to the top, Sam was very nervous and was standing on the platform and the staff for the zip lining company was just great. The guy was there talking to Sam. Distracting just about, me. 
you're distracting her. And then in the middle of a sentence, you just saw him pull a lever and go, see you later. And, and then on cue, two seconds later, you could hear in the forest floor, Sam going, woohoo. So it, it was, I thought they were just really great. Got Sam very comfortable. Got her through the first zip line. And once she was through the first, she was all about going through all of them. So it was... Yeah. A really quality company. I thought a really fun excursion and, and we just had a blast on that one. So yeah. Sam, what is your what is your last one? Okay. So my last one, since you stole my the zip lining at St. Kitts, it was one of the ones I was going to pick. My last one, I'm gonna probably steal from you because I know you love this one as well. On Martinique, we did a catamaran excursion that had snorkeling as a part of it. It had a stop in a little town as a part of it. And it had an included lunch on the boat as well. That was uh, so good. It was really delicious. I'm trying to remember what kind of fish it was, but it was really delicious. Well, the lunch, the lunch was good, but the whole shore excursion was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then plantains. And we happened to meet Tracy and Michael on that, which if you've listened to a few of our episodes, if you listen to our episode on fine dining, Tracy and Michael are our guests and Tracy's been on a couple of other times as well. Anyway, it was really a wonderful excursion. The snorkeling was excellent. We got to see some really fun, you know, really cool fish. It was an active excursion. I love snorkeling. I've never been scuba diving and I'm actually kind of afraid to go scuba diving, but I really, really love snorkeling. And so uh, snorkeling excursions are usually some of my favorites, but this one was a really, it was a full day. This was on our 11 night Southern Caribbean and it was a really awesome one. We also got to use a little bit of high school French because Martinique is a part of France. And so the locals actually do speak French and don't speak uh, too much English. And so that was kind of fun. I will just, again, add slightly to the description you're giving, Sam, by saying it. this shore excursion was also very unique and caught my attention because it was an eight-hour shore excursion. And that was not, by the way, three hours in a bus each direction with two hours at the shore excursion. We literally got off the boat, walked down the dock, got onto the boat for the shore excursion, and started the excursion. Mm-hmm. And we're out for, you know, seven hours or so on the boat, had, you know, the s- multiple stops, lunch, great time back to the ship, probably an hour or so before it sailed away. And so I have not seen a shore excursion like that on Disney or, or many shore excursions like that on Disney, where it was a full day excursion. We really felt like we got the most out of it. And it was also not a great day weather wise. Mm-hmm. And it really did not impact the day. We had such a great time that the fact that it was a little boring. rainy part of the time, it <laughs> was it was great. Part of, part of the time yeah. it actually poured. So that one, I would give a little qualifier in that I, that's not one I would do with younger kids. That one is probably good with preteens or teens who are good swimmers that, you know, that sort of a long day um, out on the water. There were some folks on the boat with us who had some younger kids and a couple of them actually got a little seasick on the catamaran. So so my number three here would probably be, and this may be a bit of an unusual pick, but I'm going to go with parasailing at Castaway Key. I knew you were going to pick that. When I stole that, when I did the catamaran, I knew you were going to pick parasailing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I had another one in mind, but I actually think parasailing at Castaway Key is in my top three. And so this is a short excursion. They offer it at any stop on Castaway Key. It can be a bit elusive. I signed up for it three or four times before I actually got to do it because the winds on Castaway can make the short excursions get canceled pretty easily. So a lot of times the fishing excursion 
excursions get canceled and so do the parasailing excursions. So, but what is amazing about it is you get out there and you get up to parasail and you get this just amazing view of the island, of the ship, and it is just so quiet. Great photographs. If you've got a GoPro, great video, whatever. It is really amazing and a lot of fun if you get a chance to do it. And it doesn't take a ton of time out of your day at Castaway, which I also like. It's like, you know, it's an hour and a half or so out of your day. And if you can get the early morning version of it to the first boat out, it's great. So I love that short excursion. I won't do it every time I go to Castaway, but I will probably sign up on occasion when we go. So I'm really sold on that short excursion. I thought that was a good short excursion to do. So, Mm -hmm. so We've done our top three. I thought I've got two additional questions for us each to answer around shore excursions. So let me start with worst experience we've had on a shore excursion on Disney Cruise Line. What's the one that you would say, "Hmm, if you're considering that one, I might rethink it based on my experience with it. So Sam, do you have one in mind that you thought was kind of meh? Okay. So the one that I think is meh was actually on Castaway Key. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's the the stingray um, encounter. Um, yeah, yeah. Sti- and and it's not. I'm sure there are some people who would really like it, but I was totally freaked out. And I fed them like for one second, but then I did not want to touch them at all. And our son Nathan was terrified and wouldn't go near them. So we had paid for all three of us to do this excursion and it was terrifying to both Nathan and I. And so we... I would say it was kind of... I mean, I did it because we paid for it and it was interesting and, you know, great. I had that experience. In terms of if I go back to Castaway and I, do, I want to do an excursion, I'm going to sign up for parasailing. I can't ever see doing this thing right Yeah, yeah, that's again. what I... That's how... Sort of, like, I, I I think there might be people who would enjoy it, but, there, but those people are not me and Nathan, at least. And so yeah for me like i said it was just i was like terrified of the (laughs) stingrays but i'm not i like seeing ocean life from afar like when i go snorkeling i stay at the top of the water i don't go all the way deep down and i don't want the fish touching me so like that may sound weird because i really do like snorkeling but yeah i don't want to get too close to the fish at all so stingray touching and feeding not really my thing so the one that i would steer away from we did this 11 night southern caribbean cruise where we've a few of the excursions we've talked about were on that cruise although they're probably offered on other cruises that stop at those islands but the longer southern caribbean cruise is the only one that stops at the abc islands and the B there is Barbados, and we did a beach shore excursion in Barbados, which to contrast it, we did a beach excursion in Aruba that was like to this private island with water slides and a little zip line and cabanas that were right over the water. And that's and that was an amazing excursion. It's probably in our top five excursions for both of us. But mm-hmm. in Barbados, we did a beach excursion where we drove through town to a nondescript bar on the beach, walked through the bar, got a free drink, went out to some beach chairs in front of the bar, sat on the beach chairs. I think we had a total of 90 minutes at the beach before we had to turn around and head back to the ship. And I was just, I was unimpressed. I was just unimpressed. I felt like I could have gotten the same excursion for a quarter to a fifth of the price by getting into a cab that day and going to the beach. I I did not see the value in it. The transportation there and back was, you know, just on a bus, great, a free watered down drink and access to some beach chairs. Fine. But we only got 90 minutes on the beach. And again, I find that with some of these beach excursions, I just get a little frustrated because I want to go hang out at the beach. I want to read a book. I want to settle in for, you know, a little bit longer than an hour or two. And so I know um, I think I think the hard thing with beach excursions 
when you're in the Caribbean is you don't, if you haven't been there before in particular, you don't know where to go that's safe and whether or not taking a cab ride is is a safe thing to do. And, and it really does depend, I think, island by island. And so I think that's why a lot of people choose the excursions, even if it's just a beach day excursion. And so, but I, I agree with you, those, the price is usually not worth what you get. The one thing I would say about that Barbados beach though was it was the most gorgeous sand and water I think I may have ever seen in my life like it was you could see through the water perfectly crystal clear it was really beautiful soft sandy beach yeah so the amenities weren't like weren't getting much for your money but but the beach was incredible and so finding a way to get back to that beach without doing the shore excursion The, the other thing is you've got a in most of these places, you want to rent a beach chair. And if you do one of the excursions, that's usually, you know, that usually comes with your, ex- or that does come with your excursion, a beach chair and, and often an umbrella. And so you might not be able to figure out where to, you know, where to do those rentals from if you don't do the excursion. So. Yeah. I mean, there is a tip buried in here, which is we've talked a few times about times that we might take the excursion on our own as opposed to doing it through Disney. That is a dangerous proposition, especially if you're a first time cruiser or new to the port or haven't done the excursions in the port before to know where you're going. Because if you do the Disney excursion, if the excursion's running late and you're going to miss the ship, it is Disney's obligation to get you back to the ship if you're on one of their excursions. So most of the time that will mean the ship is waiting for you to leave uh, or the ship will sail out and anchor (laughs) for a little bit and wait for you to get back to the dock so they can ferry you out to the boat. But whatever it is, Disney has to get you back on board the boat if you're on one of their excursions. If you're on an excursion you booked privately outside of Disney and you're late, ship's gone, it's on you to get back to the ship. So you may be trying to fly from one island to another to get back on board or just flying home and trying to figure out how you're going to get your luggage back from Disney. But either way, if you do it on your own, you run a risk. And so you want to be careful with that. Go with trusted vendors, look for reviews, that sort of thing. But I've heard of many people successfully doing their own shore excursions for a lot cheaper than what Disney charges. In many cases, for some of these excursions, they are sitting right across from their shipmates on the Disney shore excursion, right? It is the same vendor operating both and you've paid that vendor a lot less. So if you do your research, Search. A lot of times you can save a ton of money on the excursions if you do them on their on your own and you're on the bus with people from your ship anyway. So so in the Caribbean, a lot of the islands are very close together. So if you're stopping in St. Thomas, there's actually a ferry that will take you to St. John. And I've heard about people who prefer going over to St. John for the day and going to beaches there and breweries and restaurants over there. And so they will get off the ship, go catch that ferry, go over there, spend the day, come back, get aboard the ship. That's a lot of extra planning. But if you've been enough and you know what to do, it can be a lot of fun and you can save some money that way. So anyway, just the tip is if you're doing the Disney excursion, you're safe. If you're not, you got to be willing to run a little bit of risk around if you miss the boat, it's on you. So last question for this show, Sam, is going to be short excursion that you can't wait to take. Okay. This one is relatively easy, but it's very um, location specific. So I want to do the sled dogging <laughs> or the or whatever it's called. The, I want to go, go dog sledding. Dog sledding. Sorry, yeah. I want to go snow want, dogs. You want to yeah. do snow dogs? I want to yeah. go. I want to go sledding with the dogs. Snow dogs. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. And that you can only do in Alaska on one of the Alaska cruises. I, it, you can do it on pretty much any of the Alaska cruises. It doesn't have to be Disney, but that is on my bucket list of excursions to do. Yeah. So this one's a tough one for me. I was thinking a lot about our Northern British Isles cruise and some of the stops there. And, you know, I'm not a 
I'm not a huge Beatles fan. Sam is sorry to everyone out there who is a Beatles fan. I do love music. I'm just not a huge Beatles fan. Not to say I don't like Beatles, the Beatles music, but yeah, but we were going to do the Beatles tour in Liverpool. Yeah, the Ab- Abbey Road or or whatever it was. So yeah, stopping in Liverpool, there's lots of Beatles stops. Stopping in Dublin is amazing. Although I've been to to Dublin and so I've done the Guinness Storehouse tour, which is awesome and amazing. So if you're going there on a Disney cruise, I'd say that's a good one too. But I think I too am headed to. Oh, this is tough. It's either Alaska or Norway because we want to do both of those cruises. So I'm going to cheat and choose two, which is in Alaska, I really want to do one of the tours that you take a helicopter out to the glaciers. I've always wanted to fly in a helicopter. I got a chance to fly in a very small plane in Alaska when my dad and I went on a fishing trip there when I was a kid. And it was just amazing to fly through the wilderness and access places that you just couldn't otherwise. And so I think it'd be really fun to take a helicopter trip out to the glaciers and really be in them, right? Uh, Not just kind of staring at them from a distance. So I think that would be amazing to do. In Norway, I think it's Stravinger is the name of the port. I'm probably butchering its name, but I I understand there to be an excursion or a hike that takes you up to the top of kind of a tall peak in Stravinger that looks down on the port so you can see the ship. And I have heard nothing. Yeah, I have heard nothing but amazing things about one, the Norway cruises, but two, that particular excursion. And so I am really all in if we do a Norway cruise, which we very well may next year because we're probably going to move our Dover cruise. If we do that Norway cruise, I'm really looking forward to doing to doing that one. So that would be my pick for a uh, must-do shore excursion. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, any other tips or tricks or thoughts that you have around DCL shore excursions before we wrap things up? Well, I guess I would recommend just generally that people look at TripAdvisor when you're thinking about a a particular shore excursion and you want to find out some reviews. I know it's something that we've used as a tool to figure out, okay, is this shore excursion worth it? Sometimes it's a little hard to tell from the Disney website, from the DCL website in particular, and compare and figure out which one it is on TripAdvisor. But often in the Facebook groups for the cruises, um, you can ask around if people know which which vendor it is that provides that particular shore excursion, and you can often figure out what's there. It's also a good resource for if the Disney Cruise Line shore excursion that you want to do is full, oftentimes you can book directly with that same vendor. They may have more spots, and even though they don't have them through DCL, and so you can Again, find them that way through TripAdvisor or find something really similar, if not, you know, the exact same one. Yeah, TripAdvisor is a great resource. I will say you can always start at the Disney Cruise Line website. They list all the shore excursions that are potentially available at the ports where you're stopping. It is updated. Not all shore excursions that are listed on the site are always available on every sailing. In fact, the catamaran tour that Sam was talking about earlier was not initially available on our 11-night sailing, but then opened up later in the booking window process. And so we hopped on it because it was one I had seen in my research that I really, really wanted to do. But the Disney Cruise Line website will give you all of the potentially available shore excursions for your sailing. And then, yeah, head over to TripAdvisor. It's a great site. I use TripAdvisor a ton when I'm doing land-based, non-cruising travel to find excursions and just kind of off the beaten path opportunities. We've booked Harry Potter tours in London, graffiti tours in New York, running tours in London, Dublin, and elsewhere through that TripAdvisor site. And it is... It's great. It's a great resource to really understand what those excursions look like. So Echo, do your homework. TripAdvisor is great. The Disney Cruise Line website is great. 
and also leverage your Facebook group. A lot of times people are going back on sailings they've been on. And so if you have questions about an excursion or want to learn more, you can always ask questions in the Facebook group of people who may have done the excursion before and what it's like. So with that, we'll wrap up the bonus episode here. Thanks for listening as always. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode about some of our favorite shore excursions. There are a lot we've been on, but a lot we haven't. And a lot of places we haven't visited yet to be able to try out some of the shore excursions that are available. So if you've got ideas for fun shore excursions and places we haven't been or didn't talk about, please share them with us. We'd love to share them with our listeners. You can share them with us on social media and we'll make sure those get shared out further or, you know, send us an email. Let us know what shore excursions you liked because we've got a lot of cruises planned in the future and potentially a lot of shore excursions to book. So we are really excited to hopefully get back to sailing on Disney here sometime soon. With that, I do want to thank everyone out there for listening to our bonus episode this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. We can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also leave us those five-star reviews over at Apple Podcasts. They're really helpful in surfacing our show to others who might be looking for content like ours. So please, please, please head over, leave us those written reviews. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. DCL Duo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. Or you can head over and join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group where we chat with like-minded listeners and cruisers who are fans of our show and also sometimes give them a little sneak peek at upcoming episodes and even solicit guests for the show. So head over there, click join. We'd love to have you join the conversation. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Walt Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night.